Ricky Rubio has always been, well, early until he was late. He was the youngest player ever to play in the Spanish League, debuting at 14, and then was the first player born in the 90s to be drafted in NBA history. But it would take Ricky two years until the hometown Timberwolves fans would see him donning that number nine jersey. And what a fun six seasons it was. Always a fan favorite, Rubio returns to Minnesota at the age of 30. And he comes in as a veteran to provide leadership to this young and talented Wolves team. This is Wolves Plus. What a feed, Ricky to Carl Anthony Towns for the dunk. Russell shows off the handle and the shot. Over making things happen. Oh, yes he is! <laughs> oh, Shazo Kogi! May the force be with you! Coast to coast for Obi-Wan Okogi. Well, Ricky, it's really good to see you. It's good to see you, especially back in that Wolves uniform and as part of this team. And I have, I've seen you along the way. I've seen you along your stops. I know not everyone else has. One of the first things I noticed, though, is that some of these practices, your teammates are calling you Rick. Did we miss the change? Did you go from Ricky to Rick while you were gone? No, I'm still Ricky, but uh, people are getting lazy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the new generation. <laughs> okay, so we can still call you Ricky. Please, do. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you set that record straight. I was really caught off guard. <laughs> Thought I missed it. No, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. There are a lot of fans that are happy to have you back, but they're not at Target Center. They can't show you that in person, which I know a lot of people would love to do. How are you feeling some of the love and the warmth and the welcome back and all that? How are you feeling that from the fans without being able to see them? Yeah, yeah. it's something that I will have liked to see it in person, but uh, nowadays it's, it's impossible. So through media, uh, social media, um, it's, 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 it's great to have all that support, all the love that uh, this city has shown. Since they won, and uh, even when I was gone, uh, they still support me, and uh, it's good to be back where uh, I feel loved. When you were gone, a couple of seasons in Utah, one in Phoenix, so Utah, Salt Lake City, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, and, of course, the mountains and the skiing. And I know you have some restrictions in your contract. There are things that you physically should not do. It's just not smart. Did you ever ski? No, I haven't, and I never did, uh, because I became professional real young, and uh, my family didn't really were into ski, but I had some friends just coming over to visit me and go skiing, and they didn't even come to the game, so um, that was that was good. I went up to uh, to the mountains a couple of times to just have the good brunch they had over there in Park City, and uh, it was good. It, it was a great city for me. Okay, so you, even though you didn't ski, you at least got to experience it a little bit. You got to spend some time in that beauty. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, the brunch up there in Park City was amazing, and I was going there when we had a day off, uh, especially in the weekend. Yeah. I was thinking that if you had tried skiing, we could sort of go through the tow rope and how you get to the top of a hill or how you time out that... Uh, 
if you've never skied, you don't know the, the seat that comes along and takes you up there and you kind of have to time it out and first timers are always flopping all over the place. I have no idea about skiing. All I know is just uh, a lot of friends uh, love it, but uh, never tried, so. Not yet. Maybe when I retire, maybe when I retire, so. There you go. Okay, then you went on to Phoenix, you spent a year there. Sunshine, desert, did you golf? Uh, I golf, but I'm not good at it. But um, I try, I try. Uh, I see a lot of people doing it, and nowadays even like a lot of players do it on a off time and uh, to take their mind off the game. And I'm not really good at it, but uh, at least I have fun with some of my friends. Can you hit the ball off the tee and send it a long way in any particular direction? Uh, hit the ball on the grass too. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things oh, happening okay. there, but uh, uh, I can I can hit some of them. So you don't ski, you golf a little bit. What outside of basketball do you do? Well, now with the baby, all I do is being a dad. <laughs> it's, it's, it takes a lot of time, but uh, I like to read. I like to play uh, chess boards, uh, um, board games, uh, spend time with friends. Um, I mean, uh, here and there, uh, some wine too, and that's about it. So you said, when you say chessboard, chess, like the game of chess? Yeah, like game of chess. Okay. Yeah. Did you, have you played that for a long time, or is this something you picked up in the pandemic? Uh, no, I picked up, uh, like, I think my second or third year here in Minnesota. Uh, um on the free time, uh, I had a good friend here living with me, and uh, in the cold days when we couldn't like get out of the house, we we figured out how to distract ourselves, and chess was one of the ga the games that we play a lot. Okay, well, I have watched the Queen's Gambit, so I know a little bit. <laughs> I'm fa I'm fascinated by the game, but the rules of which piece can do what it's it's a lot. How did you learn it? How did you learn the game? Uh, reading books, actually, watching videos on YouTube. Uh, and I have a match uh, pending on, on the team that I know Malik. I saw him playing chess a couple times on his phone. And uh, I'm going to bring my uh, chess board next road trip and uh, see if, if he's that good. He talks a lot, so let's, <laughs> see. let's see how it goes. Are you good? I mean, the last couple of years I haven't played that much, uh, but I was good. I had to pick it up again, but uh, I remember some of the tricks too. Okay, okay. I had also heard that you have gotten into puzzles, especially during this quarantine time. How, what kind of puzzles, like how many pieces in a box, what's the difficulty of these puzzles you're doing? They're not your one-year-old barnyard puzzle and put the horse here and the duck there yeah puzzle i i mean i did one of six thousand pieces and then they sent me one of forty eight thousand. but uh at the end of the day it's 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 uh i think seven or eight uh boxes of six thousand so at the end of the day the max you can do is six thousand i mean if you will open all together and put all at the same time that's 42 but uh and that was finished, uh, open during the pandemic and finished with my uh, dad-in-law um, by the end of, before I came here. Okay. 
So this is like a multiple table or a massive table? Yeah, it's multiple table. You, you don't have a, a table that big and you just like scramble out of Home Depot or something like that, see what kind of tables they have and, and put all across the, the, the house uh, and try to not your dog or even baby eat any of the pieces because I mean, yes. of 48,000, I miss like at least 10 of them and, and that's a lot of pain. Yeah, if you if you come down with 47,999 of them, you're going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, are are you a casual too? Like if if someone happens to be at the house and walks by and is like, "Oh, can can the wife or anyone just drop a piece in the puzzle?" or is it like, "Uh, you no, got to be no, signed up for this." No, no, it's something that I like to share and I like to have fun with it. So, uh, everybody's invited to to help me out with that. Okay, last question about the puzzle. When it's last piece time and it's done, is there any kind of celebration? Is there a photo taken? Is it left up and out for everyone to see for weeks? Or is it like done, box? Usually, because I like to share with a lot of people, I let everybody who had put at least one piece in that puzzle sign. Usually, if there's a lot of people, I don't sign just one piece. I've signed two or three pieces together. But um, I, I do that to at the end of the day remember who helped me out with which puzzle and uh it's something fun and and everybody feels part of it that's a cool idea so they sign a piece of the puzzle on the back yeah yeah on the back on the back all right okay nice very cool um when you when you returned to minnesota to play for the Timberwolves. I know you've been here, you've traveled here when you played with Utah and with Phoenix, but is there something along the drive, maybe into downtown around 394 or whatever, maybe you looked out the car window on your first time back here, again as a Minnesota Timberwolf, that a restaurant or a spot you used to go to or something where you just made you smile and you just felt like you were home again? Uh, it's a tough times because all restaurants and with the COVID uh, all shut down. And, um, but uh, of course, the first time that I flew in and came to the to the city and then driving on the highway and see the skyline, something that uh, my mom and dad used to love. And uh, they even have like a picture. My dad has a picture in his office about the skyline of Minneapolis. He fell in love about it. And uh, <coughs> it's something that uh, made me smile, knowing that uh, they love it. And, and we used to like be impressed in the beginning with the skyline of, of the big uh, city. And I'm guessing maybe that's something extra special too than if that was something your mom in particular loved, that that's gotta bring you some happiness to your heart. Yeah, of course, I had a lot of good memories here sharing with her and uh, of course some tough ones too as well. But uh, at the end of the day, it brings memories, bring, bring back uh, what she meant for me and uh, it's always good. You, uh, you now join the Timberwolves in um, what is a, a fairly prominent Spanish-speaking group with yourself, with Gerson, with Wancho, with Pablo on the staff, um, our strength coach, Bill. He, I'm told he plays Spanish music in the weight room when you're lifting and when Wancho's lifting. How, 
much more comfortable and much more at home do you feel when there's a lot more Spanish being spoken around you? I mean, they should have been the first years because my English wasn't that good. Now my English is good and <laughs> I don't need help in that. But uh, of course, having people who talk your first language always help. And we can even like communicate with without others knowing what we're talking so we can talk bad about them and uh, and we just do the Spanish mafia out here and uh, see how it goes. Okay, okay. Now the good stuff is coming out. Now <laughs> we got the good. Are you teaching any of your English-speaking teammates some Spanish phrases, the clean ones? We, we teach some words to Dilo uh, because Dilo, me, and Pablo work out, and sometimes Pablo talks to me in Spanish, and Dilo is over there just <laughs> wondering what happened and what's going on. But uh haven't been enough uh, lessons to really be fluent any of them but uh hopefully soon by the end of the year like a lot of them say oh i want to learn spanish but then learning something is tough and <laughs> and a language uh like i said before people are a little lazy and uh and they just go back to english see 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 when you learned English, was it just being around English-speaking people? Or did you watch TV? Did you did you listen to a recording? Yeah, I mean, when I was 14, I became professional, and some of my teammates were only, like, English-speaking, so I had to, like, learn quick. My English wasn't that good. I remember my first year in the league uh, getting in a huddle, trying to talk, because as a point guard, you gotta, you got to bring it, and you got to tell everybody where to go and I remember Beasley and Wesley Johnson looking at each other like what is this kid saying I don't understand a word and uh, at the end of the day the play worked out but uh, <laughs> I was I was uh, ashamed of my English in the beginning uh, but I learned it through like a process of, of getting me out there and, and throwing myself in the fire talking to uh, English people and then uh, friends. Uh, the TV show Friends uh, really helped me too because I watch it in Spanish all 10 seasons and then I watch it in Spanish with subtitles in English and then I watch it in English, subtitles in English and then watch it in English without subtitles. So I watch it like 40 times. Uh, wow. A great TV show, by the way. Who is your favorite Friends character? Uh, that's a tricky one, so I will a I will answer the right the right way. S the six of them, there, like, there is none, like some episodes or some uh, season. It seems like one of them is have the bright spot, but at the end of the day, if you see the ten of them, all of them are a big part of of the TV show. That's like a parent with six children answering that question <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't pick one i'm sorry i mean all of them have their own uh unique talent and make me you feel like engaged with the tv show i just say thank god Ra ross and rachel ended up together i mean that's all we ever wanted oh uh, who knows <laughs> i mean there's uh when they were saying that they, there was a, a movie coming out i was super excited but um uh, I had a lot of a lot of fun, and even like with all the the games, board games that they did afterwards, and and questions. I had a I used to have like two teammates in Barcelona, FC Barcelona, and uh, it was the time that they introduced me to the TV show, um, and they were a big fans, 
and they watch it like two times too already and it was the first time me watching it say so i would pay a lot of money to not remember anything and go for the first time and watch the tv show and now i understand what they were saying <laughs> and now look at you <laughs> having watched it through over and over and over so that is one way that you learned english now you started your um, nba career in minnesota traveled a little bit how well do you do or could you do a minnesota accent oh not at all i i'm not good at accent and any accent like they talk like i speak spanish on uh if i have to do a mexican or latino or or argentinian accent i don't know and if even my first language imagine in my second language i don't uh, i don't know I mean, I used to know all the expressions, uh, gotcha, and um, there's a couple more that I remember, but uh, but uh, I'm not good at, at impressions, so. But you don't catch yourself saying okie dokie or you betcha? Uh, you betcha, I used to say it, but uh, when I left Minnesota, everybody was looking at me like, yo, this, we this dude is weird, so <laughs> don't do it anymore. You can again i can you say bring it again. back you, you betcha, betcha. <laughs> okie dokie uh, not that one <laughs> <laughs> too far too far okay um you had mentioned your son liam he is a january baby so you have a first birthday coming up i know it's it's covid time and things are weird you're in the middle of a season but I'm guessing you have, you're gonna have a day set aside to recognize a first birthday. Is there a cake involved? Do you envision, like, are, is there gonna be just to grab the cake and it's all over the face? And is that what you want for your son turning one, your firstborn child? You know, I never thought about it, but now that you say it, it sounds fun, but not afterwards. It sounds fun at the time. And uh, I don't think he ever tastes sugar yet. So in the first year, oh, really? he, no, I mean, with all the diets that there is going on, like if you give sugar to your kid, you, you're almost killing him. So, so far, we don't even cook with salt. Um, so far, he's a healthy baby, but I bet, I bet that when he starts trying the chocolate and all the stuff, uh, he's already crazy. So he's going to go to another level. Uh, but... Uh, now that you say, I, I, I may do even my own cake so he can enjoy it, and uh, we eat it with our hands. Just a tub of broccoli somehow. Uh, <laughs> come on, one one day he can eat he can eat sugar for one day. <laughs> oh man! Well, you got you, you have to put some thought into it because the first birthday pictures with the frosting in the hair and I'm mean, it's it's classic. Yeah, we had our first uh, Christmas tree picture, uh, and actually, he's giving a kiss to his mom, and um, that hurt. <laughs> it was the first time he kissed somebody, and uh, it was in the middle of a picture, and mom was surprised. But uh, he's a mama's boy, so that's very sweet. Has he said dad or daddy or poppy yet? He said da 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 da, which if you separate it, uh, he say dada. 10 times in a row, so <laughs> say dada, <laughs> mama, uh, but uh, not a word yet. It's only like 10, 11 months, so hopefully, hopefully soon.
It's it. You are about to hit it, though. It's about to start with the moving all over the place and just. I remember I have two kids, and one is a wonderful age, but oh my gosh, it's so busy. Every staircase is just a potential. How, how old are they? Life-threatening. How, how old are they? Ten and twelve. Ten and twelve. All right. I have a long way though. Uh, they say they say it gets worse before it gets easier, but uh, I don't see how it gets worse. Only sleeping like two hours a night, but. Uh, Let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you're still kind of in the baby phase. <laughs> y you got a lot. You got a lot to go, but man, you got a lot of good times yet to come. Um, one thing that I notice about you is that you write left-handed. If I see you signing autographs or something, you write left-handed. Do you do anything else naturally left-handed? Yeah, everything but sports, I think. Uh, eat with my left hand, brush my teeth, uh, write. Um, I would say just playing sports. I'm more right-handed, but uh, other side. Uh, I mean, there are some people who does that. Uh, Rafael Nadal, for example, he plays with his left hand, but uh, uh, I mean, yeah, plays with left hand and right-handed. Ambidextrous. Well, you and I are a lot alike. I write with my left hand. I eat. I brush my teeth. I play pool. Like, I hold a pool stick with my left hand, and every sport I play is right-handed. See? We, we, we're the same. We are so cool. <laughs> Do you ever have the problem when you were writing a, with the smearing across All the, the time. hand? All the time. When I was in school, and I couldn't use one of my favorite pens just because... When I was going over, all the like the blue thing was going, uh, and it was a mess. And I like to have like the perfect uh, notebook with everything right down. And and then I couldn't hit that notebook with the little things on the side because it was hitting my left hand. Yeah, the spiral. And, yes. Uh, but it's something that we have to use to. I, I bet this 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 wall is not for left-handed, but uh, we'll we'll survive. We'll survive. I used to get some spe specialty left-handed notebooks where the spiral was on the right side, but it was perforated so you could tear the page out without having that messy spiral, and then it had the three-hole punch over on the left side. So once you tore it out, it looked perfect, but you didn't have to deal with the spiral. Why People don't know, know our struggles. Why I didn't know about that? I know the, about the scissors because when I was like two or three years old, they say, like, cut, cut the paper, and everybody was cutting their paper but me. I was like, my, my scissors ain't working. It's like it doesn't work. <laughs> because you, 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 you cut it with your left hand. It's like, uh, that's the, the hand that I, I like to cut. So It's a hazardous world. A can opener? A handheld can opener? Pff, forget about it. Yeah. I will come to your house and see all the utilities that you have because now <laughs> you're saying you, you, you're ahead of the me. The whole so. house. <laughs> the whole house is set up backwards. Everybody else that lives there hates it, but it works for me. My son better uh, come out with his left hand and start writing. If not, we got a problem. Has he started reaching for the crayons? Does he have a preference? Uh, both. Actually, both. We don't really uh, see one better than other. Okay. Well, maybe he's going to do some things right-handed, some left-handed, just like Poppy. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. You have endorsement deals, just like a lot of athletes, Adidas, with your shoes and, and clothing. And uh, the one I want to ask you about is head and shoulders. All right. 
<laughs> I, I get some jokes at the locker room already, but thank God I got Cat in the team. And uh, <laughs> he did uh, one worse than mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the commercial that you did, or commercials, air in Spain. I've never seen one on American television. I've never seen one on my friends' reruns. So they must be in Spain, and they're in Spanish. Yeah, in Spanish in Europe, actually. Well, in Portugal and in Spain so far, and it's going to be farther. And I took like 30 or 40 takes under the shower, so it was a long day. <laughs> okay, we're going to get there. In this commercial, and it, you have it on your Instagram, so you're very, you're very open about this and willing to share. You're shirtless in this commercial. Was that awkward at all? It was. I never... I never thought I would do it, but uh, my confidence, I'll say, it went different, uh, another level that it used to be. And now, okay, I go out there and do. Actually, I have more fun than I, I thought I was gonna have in the in the shooting. Um, people really? were like really nice, and uh, I had fun. At the end of the day, uh, I remember they need more like the white stuff and like more like um, foam and all the stuff on on the head. I mean on the on the shoulders and all the stuff. So took the shampoo, get a little one, a little bit, do one take. Like not enough. All right, I do like all my hand with the with the shampoo all over my head. Not enough. Like <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so, but it was fun. At the end of the day, I I, I had a lot of fun doing the commercial. And you are you are actually showering in this commercial, and you are actually washing your hair. What were you wearing? We see uh, you from the waist up. Yeah, uh, waist waist down. I was wearing shorts, uh, waist up, uh, naked. But um, I remember going back home, and my hair smelled so good with the lemon <laughs> because I had the. I had to try all of them, but especially the lemon one was the one that I did more takes, and I never had my, my hair as clean and, and as I was smelling in, in the car like this smelled good. I didn't even like put any like lotion or nothing on my body, so uh, it was really good. This is why you're the perfect ambassador. You just sold me on the Head and Shoulders Lemon. Oh, see, uh, we were just talking, so yeah, but. Did did you find that you liked the acting part of it? Uh, kind of. I mean, uh, I wouldn't like do it every day, but once in a while, it's something that I like. Uh, something that I joke with uh, Juancho too, because he did a movie this summer, and uh, I don't know if I can say this, but. He told me, and there's no clause in, in my contract because I don't have any contract with them. But he's trying to get me uh, this summer to finish one of these scenes, but I don't want it. But, um, I mean, I'm good friends with him, so I may end up doing it, but we will see. Well, it's nice to know that you have another career waiting for you <laughs> when you're done with this whole NBA thing. <laughs> At any time in filming this commercial, were you, did you think, how would Joey Tribbiani wash his hair? Uh, didn't think about it, but uh, if I if I would like to do something, it will be with friends. And now that are you saying, uh, it will be fun to 
see uh, uh, the show inside from the inside and of course yeah. Joey Tribbiani behind will the be scenes one of if I have to change something in in the commercial I would say at Johnny Tribbiani and uh, we have fun with it <laughs> <laughs> well, you let those people know next time next commercial that's on there oh man um, you, the hair is a totally different look than when you were in Minnesota, a thicker beard, much longer hair. Do you think you'll go back to short hair, clean cut? Eventually, yeah. Uh, I don't know when, I don't know how, but uh, I used to like like one kind of like hair, but it changed through the years and then eventually between because I was lazy and because I was looking for like a big change uh, internal and external. Uh, let the the hair grow and kind of like it and but eventually i would like to go for my short hair again it's easier it's 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 more the shower go like way quicker i'll say and uh it's something that i i will look forward but not not for now not for right now not now and you use less head and shoulders every time see i mean that's not something that I think head and shoulder would like to hear, but uh, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Um, before we wrap things up, I wanted to ask you quickly about the town that you were born in. And please tell me how to pronounce this correctly. El Masnau. Yes. El Masnau. El Masnau. El Masnau. Near Barcelona, 25 minutes up the coast from Barcelona with the Balearic Sea right there. How beautiful and picturesque. I've only, I saw pictures. I was looking on, um, I just Googled it today and did images, and it is stunning and beautiful and breathtaking and everything I thought it was. To have that be your hometown and the place you go and spend time when you can and your family's there, how picture perfect is this seemingly a fantasy land where you're from? Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. And people when ask me, uh, like, where you go to vacation, it's like, I go home. Like, I, I, I go around enough in during the season and even off season with some uh, business travel or work I have to do when I'm off. Uh, I don't need to go nowhere else at home. I have family, I have friends, but I, uh, I like it there. Uh, I have the the sea two minute walk from the house and then I take the bike and it's like 20 minute ride up in the mountain. So you have both of the best walls and um, you have the big city 20 minutes away, but at the, at the end of the day, you're not in the big city. So you can like walk around. There is like a path through all the uh, beach along kind of like Santa Monica where you walk and you can go through another cities through there. And uh, it's really nice. It's really nice. Did I sell you? So you're going to go visit or not? It's on my list. <laughs> it's on my list. I would love to. It looks absolutely gorgeous. I would like to finish today with five fast break questions. Just some quick ones for you. All right. Okay? All right. Okay. First, it's, it's midnight. You're hungry. What is your go-to midnight snack? When I'm doing the season will be a fruit. Off-season will be a cookie, which is uh, Spanish 
uh, cookie, which is chocolate in the middle. No, it, it's not a Spanish now, I think. I think it's uh, French. Uh, Principe, it's called. Um, and it's chocolate and cookie on, on the side. You're a chocolate guy. Yeah, I am. There we are again. What is your all-time favorite movie? Uh, Braveheart was one of the movies that I watched the most and really, it was like three hours long, but uh, yeah, I really loved it and the meaning and, and everything. I, I'm not like a fight movie guy where I see all the fights, but uh, that one was really good. Braveheart and the yet-to-be-made Friends movie. Got it. <laughs> How do you take your coffee? Uh, plain. No, no sugar, no, no... I take espresso, uh, that's it. One shot espresso, two shot espresso, depends of the night. No cream, no sugar. No cream, no sugar, no milk, no nothing. What is the last song you had stuck in your head? Well, a good friend of mine, David Ross, um, is a singer back home in Spain, and, and he, he had a couple good songs, and uh, it's one of the songs that I, I'm hearing before going to the game, so yeah, it's good. It's look, look it, it's called it's called Buscarem la Sor, which is in Catalan, and uh, it's looking looking. Uh, what sort? What would be translated? Suerte, uh, luck. Yeah, I had to translate it from Catalan to Spanish to English. Imagine, looking for the luck. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you want to give us a sample or? No, no, I'm not oh, good in any it. Dang it. <laughs> You're okay. not going to get me there, Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. On a cheat day or maybe in the off season when you're not on such a strict diet, what is your favorite sweet treat, dessert, something sinful? Simple. Uh, like I said, the cookies are good, really good, but then Twix, uh, really good too. Uh, caramel and cookie and, and chocolate. So you got all in one. A caramel and chocolate cookie yes sounds okay. good huh? yes <laughs> yes see sí, see sí. bueno i'm not very good um <laughs> it's been a real it's been a joy chatting with you ricky and i'm i'm glad that we've been able to uh touch base here and there throughout the years i'm really happy to see you back here i know fans are as well and uh they'll they'll show you the love they'll thank show you the love good to have you back thank you thank you